Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. You can get involved by calling 800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND, or email us, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and put your name in town, name in town, name in town, and emails, all right? I do appreciate it. Good morning, everybody here. Uh, I'm glad you guys showed up. Do you remember what we're supposed to be talking about today? Anybody remember? Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, don't say yet. So three people remember. Randy, you wasn't here last Sunday. Okay. Uh, you were here last Sunday, right? I can't hear you. Yeah. And what, what we're supposed to talk about today, and I asked you guys to think of, did I ask you to think about it this week a little bit? I think it was becoming perfect. Or, no. no. So that means you didn't. No, you guessing. <laughs> I know you didn't do it. You know, I'm carrying the cross. Carrying it? Yeah. No. Did you carry a cross this week? A couple of Do you remember? What? Dying at the cross. Dying at the cross. Anybody ever heard of that before? You never heard? You say, no, you never heard of dying at the cross? No, it's a, no. Are you, have you ever read the Bible at all? Yeah, oh, yes. Well, yeah, Jesus, but not as far as a person dying at the cross, no. You, so you never died at the cross? I don't know. I'm sorry? I'm not sure. What does it mean? So that means no, then. <laughs> well. If you had died at the cross, you would know. Oh, okay. Then no, I haven't. You haven't? No. Did you know you should? No. I'm sorry? No, I didn't know. Oh, okay. Are you a Christian? Yes, I try to work it. I don't know. I don't, um, I don't know. I just like to try to do uh, the right thing. So. Oh, okay. Without being a Christian? No, with, with being a Christian, but I don't want to label myself as a Christian when I might not be fulfilling all of my Christian duties. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But, but you, other than Jesus Christ dying at the cross, you didn't know we should do the same thing, right? No, I didn't know. Oh, okay. It is so important that you do that. And because I've been doing this and talking to people around the country for 20 years now, and we, and I was, we were celebrating 20 years of this, and I hear the same things over and over and over and over again from Christian people or from people, period. And I started to wonder, why can't people overcome? How come something that is so simple seems so hard for people to realize and to overcome? And I hear stories over and over and over again, but they never really get over it. And I started wondering why, and I think I know why now, and maybe I'm wrong, but I want to open an honest discussion about it today to see if I'm wrong about it. Because dying at the cross or overcoming or being born again, whatever you want to call it, it's the easiest thing that you will ever have to do in life. Everything else, would, if, things, if life was difficult, everything else would be difficult. But overcoming is the easiest thing you'll ever have to do. But yet, most people don't do it. And I'm trying to really, really understand why. And when people are honest with me, they give me kind of, you know, little clues as to why they're not really, really doing it. Most people, and especially Christians don't even know or believe that you can have perfect peace. They don't even believe it for the most part. And then most of them do not have it. And, and, that, and that's pretty, don't you think that's kind of sad? Why believe in a God that can't give you perfect peace? The God you're already serving is giving you hell. Isn't that right? Don't you catch hell from the God you serve? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Only one honest man here. Yep. Y'all scared to talk back to me? <laughs> well, it's not God that gives us hell. It's Satan that gives us hell. Well, it's the God that you serve, though, right? No, I'm not the God I serve. But who you get the hell from then? That's from Satan. But I don't serve him. But then why do you get his hell if you're not serving him? Well, I'm not because I'm listening to the tape and I'm getting beat. Oh, you're getting better. You mean before you woke up. Yeah, so exactly. oh, Okay. But, but the, the hell that you're feeling, the pain that you're going through, is coming from the God that you serve. 
And you're of your father, the devil, until you're born again. Did you know that? So you are serving this guy, whether you admit it or not. That's why you're so unhappy. That's why you get angry. That's why you have to do drugs and all the stuff, because the God that you're serving is not giving you peace. He's giving you hell. But you won't even admit that you serve this guy. And so you try to get away from hell by, you know, doing other things to keep admitting that you're of the father and the devil. That makes sense, Brandon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I saw your hand. Well, just kind of a, a direct way to correlate what you're saying. I realized of yesterday, I work, you know, I'm working for the devil in certain ways. Yeah. In other words, um, you say something is the easiest because there's nothing really to do in a way. When I, I notice that I, I hold stuff. Uh, I hold, hold good, quote-unquote, and bad. If something bad is going on, I remember it again, and all this pain goes into my body over and over. But I also notice I hold, quote-unquote, good principles, that I, I feel like I'm holding on to them like I'm out in the water and i got a buoy or something, I've got to hold the principle. Yes. And, um, um, and so therefore, I'm always working. In a way, I guess you could say that's working for the devil, because my mind is working either to hold the good or to hold on to the bad. That's so, right. It's always holding on to something. Yeah. And there's not a peace when you're holding and working. You're not peaceful. You're that's holding right. and working. You're of your father and the devil. Because you can't hold on to anything. A free person never holds on to anything. Just, just to follow that, I also realized that I, could, I cannot really see the reality of what is in front of me because I'm holding something. If I'm looking at you right now, I'm not actually here in the moment exactly seeing you in front of me or whatever. Yes. I'm, constantly, I'm going into something else that isn't right here. Yeah. You know? That's deep. Do you know what it means to die at the cross? Well, I, you don't have to tell me at this point. I just want to know, do you know what that means? I believe I do now. Okay, I'll come back to you for it. All right. Um, who don't know exactly what that means? Oh, okay. Good. So the rest of you know what it means. Right, what does it mean? I don't know exactly what it means. I mean, I can guess, but... But you've heard of it before, right? I didn't, no, I've never really heard never of it. never heard Jesus died at the cross. cross. Yeah, Jesus, but not us. Uh, oh, have you heard the phrase, I don't know if this is in the Bible or not, that I'm taking it to the cross? Yes. Take all your sins and troubles to the cross. And lay them at the cross. Mm-hmm. There used to be an old song out called, uh, I'm going to lay down my burden. Right. But not, that's not at the cross. I think that's down by the ocean. Yeah, by the riverside. Unless <laughs> <laughs> he crosses hay, uh, hay at the river. <laughs> um, do you, when you hear, what, do you, what goes through your mind about that? Take, uh, dying at the cross. I mean, I could only interpret it as to be to lay my burdens. A little louder for Lay my burdens. Not, this is a fellowship. I, because we, we can go to church all the time and hear these things, and we assume that we know what they mean. But we really don't because we don't think about them. Well, I'm sorry. For me, it would just be to, to lay everything at the cross for God. You know, don't try to take it on myself. Don't yes. try to solve it. Don't worry about it. Let it, just give it to God. And have you ever done that? I'm doing that more and more. Did you think, was there a point in your life where you thought you'd done that already? You took, well, I'm taking it to the Lord. No, I didn't really ever see myself like that. You never saw yourself? No. How about you in the back? Have you ever thought that you have taken it to the Lord and gave it over to him before? I can't hear you. You did? Yeah. And then what happened once you took it to the cross and laid it there? Well, you try to let it go. But, but you didn't leave it. Well, some things are kind of hard to just let go of. Oh, and how many times have you taken those things to the cross and left it there? Or at least you thought you did until you got back to the house. <laughs> I say probably almost every day. Every day. When I was growing up, I'm telling you, and when I went to church, I used to hear the preacher say, take it to the cross and leave it with the Lord. And I'm like, yeah, I'm taking it to the cross and leaving it with the Lord. And by the time I get home, it's all back with me. <laughs> and I'm like, I thought I left this at the cross. I can't wait to get home and smoke a joint, right? And I'm thinking I left it at the cross. But it felt good saying that at the church that I'm leaving it at the cross or take it down to the front of the church and leave it at those steps right along with my check. Exactly. 
And so have you ever wondered, well, I took this to the cross, why do I still have it? I figure it's probably because I'll never really let it go. And that's, that's a me thing. That were you thinking that? Yeah. And so when you thought that, why do you let it go then? When you say, well, you know what, I took it to the cross, but maybe I didn't let it go. Why didn't I let it go? Have you wondered why did not let it go? You went there to let it go, right? Yeah. And how did you get to the cross? Where is it? Anywhere I wanted to be. So it was down by the riverside or? In my opinion, all I really have to say is, God, I give this to you. Oh, that's what I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let go and let God. Oh, okay. Yes. But you find later that you really didn't let it go. Well, I think a lot, too. And then you thought, well, you know what? It's because of me. I didn't let it go. Yeah. Did you know how to let it go? Well, probably not. Yes or no, not. And I just want you to think. God wants you to think on anything. It's not a test. My job is to get you to start thinking on the right thing. Because we really don't know ourselves. We really don't question why. You know, I thought I took this to the cross. Do I even know how to take it to the cross? What that means? We just assume that we know, I guess. I think I thought. I mean, that's how I used to do it. Mm -hmm. So, did you know how to let it go? Some things, yes. Some things that affect me a little more deeply, no. Oh. And have you taken those deep, deep, deeper things to the cross? I've tried. And you brought those back too? Sometimes. <laughs> I understand, but you got to start understanding these things. You know, like, do I really know what the preacher is talking about when he says these things, or am I just amening it and going on with my life? And if the preacher say I should leave it at the cross, how do I get to the cross? If you notice, the preacher never tell you how to leave it there. Oh, maybe some do. Did your preacher ever tell you how to leave it at the cross? Like I said, let go and let God. But, but how do you do that, though? That's through prayer. And how do you do that? Because none of that works. Really? It didn't work for you yet. You prayed about it. You took it to the cross. But I said some things. But he wants all things. Christ came so that we wouldn't have to carry those things at all. Isn't that interesting? So he didn't want you to take a little bit or a few things and bring the rest back. That makes sense? I can't hear you. Yes. Yes. And so you don't know how to let it go, right? At the cross. Okay. I'm asking. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm saying some things yes, some things no. But what you're saying, it sounds like no. So. No, no, no. So some of the things you let go of. Yeah. And how did you do that? You know, said, this is too much for me to handle, so I'm going to give it to God. And then the rest of And whatever God's will be, that will be done. And There's no more I can do with it. But why not? And then the other things you held on to that you thought you had let go of. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> why not give him the whole thing? I guess human nature. Human nature. Okay. All right. Yes, ma'am, in the back. Have you ever, you know what it means to take it to the cross? Uh, no, but I think that maybe that when you're having a conflict, you don't go with it. You just let it go. <coughs> Has that worked for you? Uh, yeah. And then, and then what about those other things you have? Uh, it's getting better. It's getting better? Yeah. So you just don't want to dump the whole thing on God? Yeah. Just a little bit? Because he may not be in the hand of the whole deal. Well, I want to, you know, but I think that's where they don't... When you're going through a conflict and you don't react, that should take care of everything, I think. You think so? I think. And did that work for you? Uh, I haven't been reacting. Oh, okay. Lately. And that, is that working at the cross? I don't know. At that but, moment it, 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 uh, that I didn't react, I feel like... Uh, Maybe I'm getting better. That's all. I want this to be a real honest and fun conversation because I want you to really learn from this. I want you to take it to the cross and let it go. But you got to know how to take it to the cross. You took your husband to the cross yet? <laughs> he won't go. <laughs> you tried to take him? Um, 
I don't, I don't, I don't push anything on him. I just try to hold my ground. <laughs> Not let him push me away. Oh, you trying to hold your ground? <laughs> that should be nice. Um, have you heard, take it to the cross? I, I didn't hear that expression. Do, do you know you need to die at the cross? Do you know what that means? You ever heard that? Uh, I didn't hear it. Oh, okay. Um, how are you overcoming the things that you're dealing with? Or are you overcoming them? I'm doing better. Um, this is not completely, you know. <laughs> I'm not completely immune to the. A little louder, huh? I can't hear you. Oh, I said uh, I'm doing better, but I don't have the complete strength that I need, you know. <laughs> In everyday life, I don't know how to. You don't have the complete strength, strength that you need in everyday life. And would you like to have that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So you don't really know how to overcome this thing. Let it go. Well, not completely, I guess. Not completely. I'm doing better. I think it's a gradual process. I don't, I a gradual pro process. I think so. And why do you think that? Because <coughs> that it's not a test. I appreciate no, the feedback. No, that, don't worry just, about what people are thinking. Okay. Because you would die at the cross a day, and they'll be they'll have to take it home with them. <laughs> so why do you think it's a gradual process? Because that's the way it's been with me. I, I just it's. Uh, a little yell at me the way you yell at your husband. <laughs> so I know he hear you when you're talking to me. Okay, uh, that's been my experience. A gradual process. Yeah. And because of that, you think that's the way it is? Um, I don't know for sure. I don't know. Uh, but you think that is it, it is a gradual process because it's been that I way for so. you. I think so. Okay. If God says that tomorrow is not promised to you, you have heard that before, right? Tomorrow's not promised. You mean like you're going to die tomorrow? Before. Is that what you mean? Like, Died. that too, yeah. Like, there is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. So whatever you're going to do, do it now. Mm. Do you realize that there is no tomorrow? Oh, you mean like there's no tomorrow? How many people believe in the graduate process thing? Well, nobody's going to tell me now. Oh, okay. <laughs> graduate process people. <laughs> All right. So, do you realize there is no tomorrow? Could be, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> you mean that you're living in the present? You, that's only now is what's in real? reality. There is no tomorrow. Uh huh. Do you know that? Okay. What, what do you mean? Okay. I guess. I guess. No, but you're like, okay. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever you say, sir. Let me see the process, people. So you think God is a process too? Yes. Overcoming is a process? Well, it's a process because let's say um, someone upsets you, this one person always upsets you. Right. And you have to get over that. So you're, okay, you're, you're saying, okay, I gotta get over it, letting it go, I don't have no control over how this person affects me, so I just have to let it go. Right. Well, you, usually you have to wait for that person to come back at you in, oh. that, in that same type of attitude to know, okay, have I let it go? You know, it's a process. Because, it, it, you know, it's not like, I mean, it's, it could be a person. So if it's a person, and you may not be around this person every day, um, it could be just their attitude or how they treat you. Once they come back to you with whatever it but is. But suppose you never see them again. You're stuck. Well, if you don't never see them again, then you should have let it go before you saw them again. But you wait for that processor. No, you don't wait. You don't wait. If, you, if there's a process, you have to wait. No, no, well, not in that sense. Then how are you going to go through the process? What? I, I, okay, maybe it's not a process. Maybe once you forgive somebody and let's just say their ways or how they are still is, is the same. Of course, it usually is because you can't change a person. Right. Um, you know, it's a matter of if it affected you or not. At that moment, you'll know. Uh, and that's your process? Well, that's to confirm it, yes. Oh, okay. And do you realize there is no tomorrow? Have you heard that? Yes, yes. And so why would, why would you trust a process 
if there's a tomorrow, because tomorrow means, I mean, the process means you're waiting for the next moment, the next day, the next week, the next year, going through your process. Well, that's the thing. You're not supposed to really wait for the moment to come. But if you have a process, you're going to wait. Well. Is this, is this food for thought or what? Yes, it is. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say because, uh -huh. I mean, it's a good question. Yeah, that's but, what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, um, I guess, well, then how do you know you're really forgiving somebody? Right. Good question. Yeah. I'll come back to your process. Let me go through this process real fast. Okay. <laughs> so you believe in the process too, Hermes? No. Well, why are you raising your hand? No, I had a question. Oh, okay. Now, I heard it said that tomorrow is not promised to you. I've never heard it said that there's no tomorrow. Right. Where is it? <clears throat> Where is tomorrow? Tomorrow is when the sun sets. <laughs> <laughs> when the sun never sets. Tomorrow is Monday. <laughs> I'll be here. <laughs> Can you see tomorrow? <clears throat> see tomorrow. I mean, only in the sense that it's the end of one day and then there's a new day. Cause can you see tomorrow? Right. Can you see tomorrow? No, can you see tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what you mean by that. You don't know what I mean. Can you touch tomorrow? No. And so what made you think that there is a tomorrow though? What kind of question is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. <clears throat> because the process people are waiting, you know, they're waiting for the next time and the next tomorrow and the next day. And I'm trying to figure out where is this process and where is tomorrow? So where is it? Can you touch it? Uh, you can't touch it. But well, why have faith in why do you I'm have faith in the process people, so I'm not. I'm not. He, <laughs> he jumps here. <laughs> Sonia, yes, ma'am. Me? Sonia. Oh. <coughs> You're a process person, right? I believe in that, yeah. You believe in the process? Not of, for everybody, but some people it takes longer. Is it because they believe in there's a process to it? To overcome? Uh huh. Yes. And you think God is into the process thing? No. Then why do you have it then? Why you don't think God is into it? Maybe he is. Why do you think that he doesn't believe in this process thing? Well, because I know he can change you just like, you know, like that. But I think for the person, the person himself or herself is, is, is hard to give up. I mean, it's, it's like that for you? Well, yeah. yeah. Because you believe in the process? I don't know, it's just because I believe in the process. It's just, it's just hard to give up anger because in a sense you kind of like it. Oh, you like your anger? Sometimes I felt it, yeah. Like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> Throw that person off. <laughs> this feels good. Yeah, I understand. Uh, do you believe in the process too? Yeah, I think I do. So you think that in order to overcome life, it's a process? I think overcoming things in life is learning, and I think it, sometimes it takes time to learn. You don't get instant wisdom. Oh, you don't? And why, do you, why is that? How did you come up with that? Where you get that a, from? There's a lot of wisdom out there to be learned, and that's, that's a difficult task. It takes time. Oh, I see. So you think wisdom, we say out there, what do you mean out where? In the world. Oh, okay. <laughs> you see wisdom in the world? Uh, yeah. Where, give me an example of wisdom in the world. I think the collective wisdom of people. For instance, there's a lot of wisdom in this room collectively. Oh, so, have you heard it so far? Or you just think it's here somewhere? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just assume it's here somewhere? Or have you, <laughs> did you hear it or see it already? Yeah, a little. A little, okay. Uh, do you believe life is, is overcoming this? You say, yes, you do believe it's a process. Mm -hmm. Do you think there is a tomorrow? I would like to 
I would like to think there's a t tomorrow. I think that's part of uh, faith, you know. You would like to think that there is one. Yeah. And why? Why do you need to think that? Uh, hope springs eternal, you know. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I like that wisdom. <laughs> I, I love this. I want you guys to see things differently, though. There's another reality that you don't see. Yes, ma'am. Well, um, I, I think it's just an awakening. It's just an awakening. You all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, oh. Oh. I mean, you wake up. You wake up to your to the reality. Reality is awakening. You don't think it's a process? No. Okay. I mean, you know, it's either you wake up or you still asleep. And where are you at this point? Asleep. Asleep. <laughs> but no, I wake Why don't up. Why you just wake up? But I wake up. You, I wake up in at process. Point. You wake up in yeah, points. Sometimes I wake up and then I go, oops, where am I? And then I sleep. Yeah. But would, wouldn't you like to do the whole wake up yes. thing? And why don't you? Uh, I guess I'm still, that's just they bound, can't hear you bound back, bound to the, to the. Do you pray every day? Uh huh. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Yes. You pray every day? Every day. Every day? Yes. Okay. Well, did I ask three times already? Three times. <laughs> but still, I pray every day. What does it mean to die at the cross? I don't know that. You, know, you heard that Christ did it, all right? He died on the cross. Right. And we should take our trouble to the cross and lay it down. And lay it down in front of him. Right, wherever. Right. Right. Have you done that? No. Why not? Who followed me? Uh oh. <laughs> uh -oh. Ow. Yeah. Why haven't I done that? Yes. I don't know how. You don't know how. Okay, that's a good answer. That's an honest answer. You had your hand for a question or something. No, just to think about the process thing. I mean, everybody, everybody believes in the process, almost everybody, because that's the experience that almost everybody has. They're going through life, they see little windows here and there. They see things that look like they're going forward a little bit. They have to step back once in a while and they just keep moving forward. They have right. no, there's, no, there's no history of seeing anything but that. So what you see in front of you every day becomes your reality at a certain point. Right. And you believe in the processing? Um, uh, yeah. Okay. How about you, in the, in the glass? Do you believe in the processing too? I'm a first time visitor, so I'm not going to answer any of the questions as of now. I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. I said this is my first time here, so I will not be answering any of the questions as I'm not. Oh, okay. If you change your mind, let me know, okay? I respect that. How about you? You, you believe in the processing? No. Why not? Because the Bible says that, you know. A little out I beg your pardon? A little out of me. Because the Bible says that God is, is instant. I yeah. mean, he, He's right now, God. Yeah. He's right now. There is no process. Really, there is, the process thing is a setup. Yes, sir. If there's no process, what's the function of patience? If there's no process, what, what are you waiting? Oh, that's a good question. What are you waiting for? What's the function of patience? If that there is no process, Doug is dying to answer that. That's an excellent question. Perfect question. I'm sorry. <laughs> I raised my hand for a different reason, but oh. it got right in. Oh, I thought you were dying to answer Ed's question. Um, I think the function of patience is to really relay God's message to other people. With your patience, you're showing love to your fellow man. What's the function of patience? I would think the same thing. But I'm not sure. I can't hear you. I, I would say the same thing. I don't have a good answer for that. You don't know? Okay. Do you have patience? No. You don't have patience? No. And why not? Because uh, I'm not strong enough spiritually. Oh, okay. That's right. And why not? Have you thought about these things before today? 
Like, why am I, why don't I have patience? And then you realize, you know, I'm not spiritually strong. And then you say, why am I not spiritually strong? You've thought about these things? Yeah. And why aren't you spiritually strong? It, it, it's the same answer. I'm not, you know, I'm not practicing. I'm not spiritually strong. I'm do you do the prayer that I told you to do? Yeah, I do. Do you do it every day? No. You don't do it every day? No. Why not? Why not? Well, a little loud for me. Um, no reason, actually. Do you want to be spiritually strong? Yes. Then why don't you do the prayer? Because the only way you're going to get it, you're going to have to come from God. You can't do it on your own. Nobody can give it to you. Nothing on earth can give it to you. Why don't you go to the one that can provide it for you? Through prayer. That, that, that's true, yeah. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I think it's because I'm not strong enough. To, but but it's, 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 right, but it's because we're weak, we go to the Father in prayer. And he builds us, uh, us up. Why don't you do that? I mean, you're not going to be able to get it anyway. Else, do you realize that? That's true. Yeah. So why not stay with the prayer then? That's what I'll be doing. <laughs> Starting today? Yes. I'm telling you because you're not going to get it anyway. Else. Oh, last one. Do you know what the purpose of patience? No, not really. Do, do you have any? Not really. You don't have any patience? Um, not all the time, I would say. That. You have it sometimes? Yeah. Like early in the morning or late at night or <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the middle of the day or what? When do you have it? Wow. You already have to be pushed to, you know, but uh, I'm, I'm in control most of the time when it comes to patience. Do you do the prayer? Not all the time. Not all the time. And why not? Um, no excuses. How important is patience to you? Very important. But not enough to do the prayer? It's just that uh, I just need to shift priorities. Yeah. yeah. Seek first the kingdom of God, his right way, and all of the end. Doug is right. The purpose of patience is to love. Patience is love. And that, if you don't have patience, you have no love. And most people don't have patience because, and they don't have love. Have you noticed that God is absolutely patient with you? With all of us, really. Because he loves us. And if we love him, we would be like that with our fellow man, with people. And we would love one another. But you can't be that when you're of your father the devil. While you're going through your little process, you can't be that. You can't show love. And so that's the purpose of patience. You will know that you have patience when you have love. And most people don't have love. Most people do not love one another. 99.9, 99.9. Most people don't even love their children. You want to be yelling at them, cussing them out, carrying on with your children the way you treat them, or spoiling them, or... You know, don't want them to fall down because they may hurt their knee. Most people don't love their children. And that's why this thing is going on from generation to generation. Yes, Doug? I think a lot of people, I know for myself, I, if I ever did believe in a process, it's, I think it's because um, it's so easy to take for granted, like, to take life for granted. Yeah. Of course we're going to wake up tomorrow. Of course i got to go to work tomorrow. You know, it's so easy to think that, that it's easy to think that there's a process because we we may live 70 years, so, you know, we got all that time to... Start over again. What did you the beginning of what you said? What did you say? Um, for, you know, for me, um, if I, I don't know if I ever believed there was a process to things, but it seems like it's easy to think that because I always believed that, I always took life for granted in that, of course, I'm getting up tomorrow, you know. I'm going to wake up tomorrow, I'm going to go play, or I'm going to go to work, or whatever. Right. So it, I think a lot of people, I know I did, I took tomorrow for granted, right. or, the, or that week for granted. I got my whole week planned out. So it's, it, because, you, because it was easy for me to do that, I can understand why it would be easy for people to think it was a process. 
That's well, that's I, the problem. I didn't die at the cross today. I'll just wait until tomorrow. <laughs> I'll do it tomorrow, but tomorrow is not promising. Tomorrow is an illusion. And all angry people have an illusion that, that tomorrow is going to come. But you can drop your body right now, and then you go somewhere that you don't want to be. <clears throat> I wouldn't take the risk in the process. The process is a setup. It's another lie that angry people believe in. Ego-driven people believe. It's an illusion, and it's not real. God is right here, right now, and the moment is right here, right now. And death is right here, right now. And life is right here, right now. It's not in tomorrow. I wouldn't even want to take that. And I understand. I've been there, so I'm not acting like I don't understand. But when you're in your fallen state of being, when you're of your father, the devil, he tells you all kind of lies. Don't worry about it. You can do it tomorrow. And then you believe that tomorrow exists, even when God tells you that it doesn't. There is no tomorrow. There's no past. There's no future. All you have is right now. And you still take the risk of your father, the devil, deceiving you. You believe his lies. And then you look for people to validate it. You go find teachers that tell you, yeah, tomorrow is this. You're like, wow, I feel better now. <laughs> I thought I was right. And then you die. You drop your body believing tomorrow is this. That teacher is not going to be around to suffer with you any longer. Yes. Um, I was wondering, when you die at the cross or you deal with a situation, you felt like you've died the perfect death in the sense that you've dealt with that situation, <laughs> took the pain, but yet it hasn't gotten you over your issues. So, you so how many die. times do you have to die well, in order yeah. to be perfect? Well, you never died because you just thought that you died at the cross. Because when you die from it, it doesn't exist anymore. You can't die from something and then come back to it. It doesn't exist. Right. Let's talk, because of time, um, let's talk about dying at the cross. All right, how to do it, what it really means. All right, you guys want to? Yeah. Okay, let's, let's get to it. Um, I need help with this, though. Uh, but you've got to be honest. And I'm, I don't want you to tell all your little dirty personal business. <laughs> But I need some, uh, uh, James, I know you've been on the road with me. You're not up to dealing with this today, right? Probably not. <laughs> uh, uh, let, me do, let's, let me talk to Pat. I know Pat. Pat, if he get angry at me, I don't care. Uh, he does have to like me. Um, is there one issue in your life you would like to overcome that you, you can discuss openly? I'm, generically, I would like to overcome the, I mean, the issue of anger, and holding anger. Right. And what brings your anger up? What, what allows you to know that you have this anger? What type of situation or per, per, um, person or per, what? A personal failure of mine or like something I do a lot, like I'm late a lot. Yeah. And uh, I've been late for a long time. Yeah. I mean, my mom used to joke about it. And he's white? Uh, and he's white? <laughs> he doesn't know he's white, that's a problem. Yeah, literally say, Pat and Martin think they're black. Good doctor, good doctor. That's hating right there. Yeah. <laughs> they're more black black than anybody in this room. They're blacker than anybody in their minds. Talking about deception of the mind, huh? So that's why he's like that. He doesn't know it. When people mistake him for being black, we went to the university the other night. Which school was that? Occidental. Occidental University. And they thought, somebody asked him, was he black, right? Yeah. I'm sorry? Yes. And so he was so proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's me if I was black. <laughs> but, go ahead. I think I'm red right now. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so embarrassing. But it is. <laughs> um, so, you know, if I do something, let's say I'm late, and uh, I've been late a lot, and I try to correct it in different ways, but it keeps coming back. Right. Or if somebody's late around me, it brings me that issue into my mind, or if I 
there's a, other failure. Let's say I don't speak up properly, I do something, I start to judge myself. Right. Or I judge other people for being whatever they are. Okay. And so that's something you would like to overcome, but it keep coming back to you. Yes. Right. And so, and the way you know that is there because you feel it in here, right? I feel it in my heart right here. My actual human heart, I feel it burn in my heart. You can feel the anger or something. Yes, I do. And, and, and when that anger is there, what do you do about it when it is present? When you know it's there, you can feel it, you may be going off on someone or whatever. What do you do in that moment? Uh, sometimes nothing, but more likely if it's uh, bad enough. It, it, it's, not, it's a combination of the anger and my mind working, you know, running it over and over yes. together. The mind is busy when the anger is present. Yeah, so, you know, anger gets bad enough, I tend to do something else to, at some point, I try to, like, stick with it at a certain point. Right. And it'll just be there. It's kind of like a like an unwelcome house guest or something. You know, yes. wake up in the morning, it's still there. They haven't left yet. Yeah. It's just there. And I think at a certain point, I'll do something, you know, or maybe quicker, I'll do something I'll to, to avoid it, you know, to eat or... You know, somehow get my mind off of the anger. And how do you feel about having that anger when you have it there? I, I don't like it. You don't and like having it? I don't like it, and it, it, it almost like it. it's a double problem because it's there, and then it's kind of like angers me that it's there. Yeah. You know? Wow. Isn't that amazing? And you can't do anything about it. Why are you angry about something that you have no control over? I'm angry because I don't have any control over it. Oh, that's why you're angry. Yeah. To some extent, yeah. Right. In other, words, in other words, I wish I had God-like abilities to get rid of it. Right. But because you don't, you're angry that you don't have control. Yes. Right, okay. Now, here is dying at the cross. When that anger come up, there's two parts to this. When that anger come up like that, and you feel it, it hurts, whatever it is. It may be shyness. Because people have different things that they take to the cross. Some people are very angry, some are shy, some are, are afraid, some people, whatever your cross is, sex addicts, alcoholics, liars, whatever our cross is, right? When that thing come up inside of you and you are aware that it's there, the way you let it die is that you gotta let it be. You gotta really just let it be and don't judge it, don't like it or dislike it. Because liking it, the feeling that you have of insecurity or whatever it is, liking it or disliking it is judging it. And when you're judging it, God is not going to do anything about it. Your father and the devil will because you're all one or the other. You're not on your own. You're not out there floating by yourself. You're serving one or the other. And so when you're getting angry about what you feel, whether shyness or inability to speak up or whatever it is, then your God, the devil, is serving it for you. He's helping you with it. But if you cannot judge it, just feel it, do nothing about it, then you're going to lay it down at the cross. But here's the cross situation. Uh, 21 years ago, I'm sitting and praying because I wanted to overcome. And God allowed me to see in a way that I had never seen before. He awakened something in me that causes me to see these things I need to overcome. And so when those things rise up in me, because I can see it, not with my phys physical eye and not because somebody told me to be aware of it, there's another way of seeing it. It is by the light of God, the consciousness of God, uh, the mind of God, right? When you can see that way, and then these things are coming up inside of you. You see them in a spiritual light. And, and when you see them, there is no temptation to do anything about it at all. None. You don't have a desire to hate it or love it or judge it or go off or do anything. It's not there anymore. And so that mindset, that new mind that you have, what causes you to lay it down at the cross? Because it's God who is allowing you to see it, and then you are quietly overcoming it by dying from it. Because you, this, this light is shining on it. Not the light that comes from your thoughts, 
not the light that comes from someone telling you about it, but there's a new light, there's a new way, there's a new light, there's a new identity inside of you that you live by, and it causes you to lay it down, and that's how you become perfect. Because you're seeing these things as they're coming up, you're doing nothing about it, you're not judging yourself, you're not blaming the person that helped to bring it up, and by not doing that, it's dying at the cross. You're laying down that old, devil, evil, prideful nature. And that's what Christ did. He took it on, died, laid it down at the cross so that we could do the same thing. And you can't do it, but it's got to be by, you know, I was hoping I can get to this. In Galatians, you can read it later. Is it Galatians? Something. I'll tell you in a minute here. It talks about walking in the spirit. and walk, you, Everybody knows what it means to walk in the spirit, right? No. No? <laughs> no? We have a bunch of Christians here that I know you know walking in the spirit. <laughs> okay, well, that's important. You know how God said walk in the spirit and be of the spirit? You know, we should worship and live by the spirit. Well, this new birth that I'm talking about, this awakening that you have within yourself, Walking in the spirit is walking in a state of consciousness, one mind with God, and not living in the future or living in the past or having some type of process. You're living in right now where he is. You're conscious of yourself and being conscious of yourself, which is his mindset guiding you. You're walking in the spirit. And when you walk in the spirit, spiritual things are being taken care of for you. And these issues that you have and that we all have are spiritual issues. They're not physical issues, they're spiritual issues. And that's why you must be born again so that you can overcome them simply by observing them by the light, the Spirit of God inside of you. But this thing has to happen so you can wake up. The light got to be turned on, and you can't turn the light on, but you need to acknowledge that the light is not turned on so that you don't live this illusion that the devil is telling you about life. But there is a light inside, a spiritual awakening that you get, and you become conscious, and that's what kills, that's what, it mean, that's what causes you to die at the cross. You turn it over to God because you can't help. It's God showing you all this stuff, but he's also taking care of it. But you must be born again for that to happen. And everything that you believe in your thoughts, everything is a lie. It seemed good at the time, but it's a lie. Every thought you get is a lie. Those that tell you that you're wonderful is a lie. Those that tell you that you're an awful person is a lie. And you can't see how to overcome it because you believe in your father, the devil. You're connected with him. I talked to a person this week. This person is so connected with their thought, they think that they should tell, they should just, whatever comes to their mind, they should speak it out loud. I'm like, are you crazy? You want to make everybody think you're a nut. But a lot of people are like that. I, 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 I guarantee you, in this room, most of you believe what your thoughts tell you. And I heard about this process. The process is an illusion. God is in the now. The only opportunity you have is now. There are no other opportunities except in your mind. And those things always set you up to fail. That makes sense? So walking in the spirit is to be one mind with God. You're living in a state of consciousness. And when these things, those spirits inside of us, raise their ugly head, you see them just by the light, not by your thoughts. You see them, and seeing them, you're dying from them. You're at the footstool of Christ, and you're dying. And it's so easy that way. Isn't that easy? Yes, Jesse, that's easy if I can only get there. Yes, sir. Boy, you had your hand. It sounds to me like, um, I mean, are you in a perpetual meditative state when you see all these things coming at you and you just, they're in the distance, they're in the background, and you, 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 you always see them, but you don't react to them? Yeah, because when you are, now, when I mean, you are, that's a very good question. When you are conscious, yes, you're in a, an aware state. You're not lost in your head thinking about what's going to happen when I get there, 
what somebody did to me yesterday, what I'm going to eat later, whatever thing. You're not in that unconscious state. You're in this conscious state, which is the mind of God. And so when these things are coming, you're seeing them before they can overtake you. And just by seeing them by the light, the light also resolves them before they overtake you and make a fool out of you. See, the, the proof of that you've laid this down at the cross is the next day you don't react to your wife telling you what to do. You know, I mean, or, or react to something. How, how does it happen? But see, I don't want, see, and, that, and I like what you said because I hear a lot of people say, oh, I didn't react. I just didn't react. <laughs> Somebody looked at me wrong and I didn't react. That's a learned process. That's a mistake. Don't measure that based on, oh, I didn't yell at my wife today, or because somebody else will come along down the road, that may not even be your wife, but the same spirit, and wipe you off the block. You know what I mean? Uh, that's not the way to tell that you have it. People can make themselves not react to somebody, but the mind is still working overtime. The mind can even tell you, don't react. You heard Jesse say, don't react. And you're like, okay, I'm not going to react. But you still don't have peace. You're still insecure. You're still, you know, subject to your environment. You got to have this other awakening so you're not subject to those things. And not only do you, you just have perfect love inside of you. You're operating from love. And the way you get it, you got to learn to be still and quietly die within. You got to be willing to take the pain that you have. The, the, uh, the, the, the spiritual guilt that you have within yourself that comes from anger, that comes from judging yourself, that was passed on to you from your mothers. You got to be willing to take that and stop lashing out at other people. If you feel fear, let yourself feel it. If you feel shy, let yourself feel it. But yet, do what you got to do and just quietly watch it so you can die from it. How does faith fit into this picture? I mean, you have faith or you don't have faith, or how much faith do you have? Right. That, well, when... Does God see that you don't have enough faith? And he yeah, doesn't. he sees it. That's why his mercy endures forever. Because he knows that you can't see. There are a lot of people who want it, but they just can't see. That's the only problem. They have not awakened yet. And so they can't see. And that's why we can't hate one another either, because the, the people... You know, Christ said, forgive them. They know not what they do. They literally can't see what they're doing. They're doing the best they can in the darkness of their imagination, in the hell that they live in. And that's why we can't hate them. They can't see. So you, you got to let go of what you think you know because you don't know anything. The process is a lie. Tomorrow is an illusion. I saw a hand, so yes, sir. I know for me when I'm like have fear, shyness, anger, I have all three. Um, I when I do have it, I, I notice it, and in my mind, I'm trying to figure out why do I have that. And now I feel like realize that I'm just not supposed to think anything; just let it be. Yes, ma'am. Do not go in there with your father, the devil, to try to figure out why you have it, because he's going to tell you every lie he can possibly tell you. He's not going to tell you the truth that will set you free. I tell people all the time, don't trust the voice in your head. Don't trust what the devil is telling you. They're like, oh, okay. Bless you. Okay, I won't trust it. And before they can leave the room, they trust you. I saw a hand somewhere here first. I forgot. But yes, Stephanie, don't ever take communication with that thing. Just let yourself feel insecure. Sometimes when I'm out there giving a talk, the devil's telling me, oh, they're not going to like your talk today. I can, I can see him telling me that. I can hear him telling me that. But I just let him talk and say what he wants. Because I know now, I know the difference between the two voices. And God's voice is not a voice that you hear. So when somebody tell you, oh, I heard the voice of the Lord. Tell them they're lying and the truth is not in them. Get behind me, Satan. Because God's voice is a voiceless voice. And, he, and I believe that he did that so you'll know the difference between the devil that talks to you and the voiceless voice that loves you and reveals things to you. 
in, in, in all reality, in all honesty, we should be living a life of observation, not a life of words and the way we try to figure stuff out. In, in our fallen state, we live from words, what we hear in our heads, what other people tell us. But when you overcome that, you live from observation by the light. And it's such a nice way to live. Now, I wouldn't notice if it had not it happened to me. So you can't make it happen. It has to happen. And you got to learn to sit still so that it can happen. Yes, sir. I noticed when you were saying that, too, and I always hear you say it's like the easiest thing. It seems like that's easy just to see it and that's it. Yes, ma'am. But don't let the devil see, see devil take the word see it and, and that's it. And he'll trick you with that. And so he'll let you see you're angry because I said be aware of your anger, right? And he'll say, oh, now you see it. <laughs> you're like, well, I see my anger, but I didn't overcome it. If the devil's telling you that you see it, he's lying to you. Don't listen to that voice either. Isn't that something? Yes, Jesse, that's yes. very interesting. <laughs> yes. Let me take Pat real fast. Yes. What I'm getting out of it, is, a lot of this, is what prayer shows us is what we don't know. Yes. And I... I, I that is so powerful. Let me just add on real fast. What prayer does, and this is so why you need to sit and be still and know God, it tears down everything you thought you knew. It, it, it shows you and everything we thought that we knew is all wrong. You don't know nothing right. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but you get the point. You don't know nothing right. Everything, that's why God said we have to go dumb before we know the truth. And that's what it does, man. It tears out every wall that you think you know. And it's amazing. Nothing like what we thought was right was right. It is absolutely amazing. Everything I thought was right was wrong. Everything. For me, my pride has jumped on the prayer and used it like pride uses everything. So it actually took the prayer and misused the prayer as well. Trying to make me into some kind of, you know, like, it's like you're learning powers or something. I'm learning to be more, you know, and it's oh. all pride, you know. It's not about just seeing what we don't know. And that's what the devil does. Is, this, is, this is the danger of words. The devil take words and use them against you. You take every, and I see now why God has the uh, observation in comparison to words, because words set you up. They absolutely set you up. Observation set you free. Words set you up. Oh, I saw your hand, didn't I? Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Mr. Actor. <laughs> <laughs> well, my question was this. Okay. You're saying when you recognize these trace behavior spirits, um, you don't judge them. So are we talking about acceptance or are we talking yes. about apathy? Accept it by observing it. Okay. Don't judge it as good or bad because you are not God. When you judge, you're playing God. And you don't know right from wrong. You cannot of yourself determine right from wrong. How, how can you accept something without feeling some sort of way? How can you? By just watching it. Because you're on this journey of trying to overcome. And, and if you sit and, and be quiet and know the truth, and as Patrick said, you, all these walls of what you thought you knew would be torn down for you so that you could see why you feel this way. And this is a spirit that you need to overcome. And that causes you to accept it. Now, you're not accepting it as right or wrong. It's just that to accept it means not to judge it. But you just feel it and take it. That's, that's a hard concept, huh? It's a hard concept because that scenario. I'm at the gas station and somebody's robbing me. <laughs> it's kind of hard to accept without feeling some sort of way. Well, we're not that's not what we're talking about at all, boy. I, we were I can't wait to get to that one. We're out of time, huh? Uh -huh. Go to my website at barninfo.org. You should already be there. Get a copy of Be Still and Know. We'll talk on this next week. Thank you, guys.
For more information or to purchase a copy of this show, visit us on the web at www.bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-BOND. You're already home. Oh, oh, oh. What's your away from me?